Chapter 6 The door handle felt icy to fingers already frozen with fright, but he stood firmly grasping it, ready to turn it noiselessly when he had quite made up his mind what to do. The first expedient that suggested itself with an overpowering sweetness of relief was that of locking his door and going back to bed again, and pretending that he had heard nothing. But apart from the sheer cowardice of that, which he did not mind so much, as nobody would ever know his guilt, the thought of the burglar going off quite unmolested with his property was intolerable. Even if he could not summon up enough courage to get downstairs with his life and a poker in his hand, he must at least give them a good fright. They had frightened him, so he would frighten them. They should not have it all their own way, and if he decided not to attack them, or him, single-handed, he could at least thump on the floor and call out burglars at the top of his voice, or shout Charles, Henry, Thomas, as if summoning a bevy of stalwart footmen. The objection to this course, however, would be that Fuljambi or somebody else might hear him, and in this case, if he did not then go downstairs to mortal combat, the knowledge of his cowardice would be the property of others beside himself and all the time he hesitated they were probably filling their pockets with his dearest possessions. He tried to send out a message of love, but he was totally unable to do so. Then the little clock in his mantelpiece struck two, which was a miserable hour, sundered so far from dawn. Though he had lived through years of agony since he got out of bed, the actual passage of time as he stood frozen to the door-handle was but the duration of a few brief seconds. And then, making a tremendous call on his courage, he felt his way to his fireplace and picked up the poker. The tongs and shovel rattled treacherously, and he hoped that had not been heard, for the essence of his plan, though he had yet no idea what that plan was, must be silenced till some awful surprise broke upon them. If only he could summon the police, he could come rushing downstairs with his poker as the professional supporters of the law gained an entrance to his house. But unfortunately the telephone was downstairs, and he could not reasonably hope to carry on a conversation with the police station without being overheard by the burglars. He opened his door with so masterly a movement that there was no sound either from the hinges nor from the handle as he turned it, and peered out. The hall below was dark, but a long pencil of light came from the drawing-room, which showed where the reckless brutes must be, and there, too, alas, was his case of treasures. 